good afternoon, everybody. Here it's been another week, and uh, we're back at it. I can't believe how fast the weeks go. It's every week. I was it's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I guess when life is good, uh, it goes quick. Yes. yes. Um, and as and, you know, your kids get old quick. You know? Oh my goodness. God. Yeah, my kids are old. Your kids are still going. I yeah. Know, but I, uh, quickly turning to adults. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. But hey, uh, let's get a station identifier. This is WVLP 103.1 FM, and you're listening to Porter County Buzz. I'm one of your hosts, uh, Greg Sims. The other co-host, you've already heard him just speak a little bit, Andy Bozak. And uh, Andy, again, your brother, uh, Adam. Um, is he contacting you? He was in Italy <laughs> last week. I did confirm that. And I think he moved, I think he went to the Caribbean. Uh, I, I, I don't know why. Well, maybe because after the, the hurricane went through, he felt oh, he's uh, a good guy. compelled. He's, like me. he's helping <laughs> out. He is helping this out. Is my, That's my right. His, his alter okay. ego. Yes. Uh, okay. Yes. Okay. The one that shows up and talks to me when Andy chooses not to. Oh, I you can't see? believe that. And I'm not yes. gonna, hey, we're starting late today, but I'm not going to give Greg crap because he was late today. <laughs> I was in a very important meeting. And, and as it, the audience is... Wait a minute, is this brother like, where's Waldo? <laughs> Pretty much. So a few shows, this was when I was out of town for vacation. All of a sudden I'm listening to the show because I put him on Facebook and I'm like... He said Adam Bozak. Who's this Adam guy? He, he forgot my name for a show. <laughs> so he yeah. Adam. That's where I came from. There is no Adam, but yes. There could be, though. It's very comical. Everybody is replaceable. Well, you should see my kids now, because I've had two of them on the show so far, but all four of them have come to the show. Yeah. And uh, I still get asked about Uncle Adam from time oh, yeah. to time. That's right. Sure. They say. And, and, and the listeners are probably hearing another voice, and they have no idea who that voice belongs to. It is none other than Annetta Jones from uh, Purdue Extension. Am I saying that correctly? That's correct. And, and your office is in the county building. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, what's your title? Is it Purdue Extension? Our title is Purdue Extension Porter County. Okay. Okay. So okay. there are extension offices in all 92 counties in the state, and so to distinguish which oh. office you might be talking to, then we add the um, county at the end of the name of Purdue Extension. But shouldn't it be like Purdue Extension? Best county job uh, area, Porter County, something like that. Well, absolutely. In okay, our case, there you go. It should be. I like All right. <laughs> no, 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 no butts here. There's no butts. It would be quite the challenge across the state. So, in order to keep us from infighting, we just okay. identify you, by the county. Do you need me to call Mitch Daniels and get this? Is he the one that would you actually make that call quick? Because yes. you know he's retiring. <laughs> well, now's he the time to get him. Yeah. He, he can retires at the end of this year. See, we need to get him. He'll do. It before he retires, because it's no big deal. Oh, right. sure. it, it'll fall on the other guy. Yeah, Were I can you do that. Or state, uh, rep I actually met him. I was. Yes, uh, yeah. Yeah. That was one of the first things when I got down there. I uh, he actually was really cool. Um, it was myself. Um, oh my God, uh, Shelly Vandenberg. She was a state rep out of the uh, Crown Point area. And I forgot there was a third guy. I forgot where he's from. <laughs> but it was really nice. He sat us down in the office and offered us. You know, coffee, whatever, and uh, we had a, a really nice conversation. That's awesome. I, I, I was very he's impressed. A nice guy. Yeah, I, I, I had nothing but good things to say about 
the experience. Well, and, I uh, want to get to talking to Nana, but I really Oh, my God. You're so really selfish. quick, I've got something to bring up because we okay. do have some local events that we like to talk to. At the oh, is, the is one of the events by one of our sponsors from the uh, Independent no, no, Order of che- uh, Odd Fellows? You forgot to mention the sponsor. Checkwick, I just did. Nice. <laughs> Nicely done. Um, so we like to talk about We're scaring events. Annette over here. But all, all the local <laughs> events Greg talks about is Valpo, so I cover North County. Oh, North my County. God. <laughs> so this weekend, uh, my wife actually asked me to specifically mention this. We in Burns Harbor are having our Fall Fest. It's a fundraiser. Um, it's free to all. From 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., we have Trunk or Treat, which is come um, trick or treat at the back of the trunks and get some candy. Now, we're looking for people to decorate their trunks. Um, we've got quite a few, but we're looking. I think they got five or six more spots to fill. So that's why I wanted to bring it up. And there is prizes for the top three. Now, after that event, from 7 to 10, there's going to be some kid games, face painting, hay rides. What kind of kid games? I don't know. It says unlimited play, though. <laughs> for $5, unlimited play. So probably a bounce house, stuff like that. Um, and then what I'm excited about live is the beer garden by Leroy. Uh-huh. But live music by Sonic the <laughs> and the beer garden by Leroy. So okay, so when again is this? This will be this Saturday, October eighth, from five to ten p.m. The trunk or treats five to seven p.m. So again, we need some volunteers to decorate their trunks, and that's um, one of the main reasons I want to bring. Is there a charge to participate nope. as a trunk provider? Good, good question. No, you got to bring your own candy and your own yeah. decorations. But other than what, that, where? What park? Oh, and that's at uh, Burns Harbor at Lakeland Park in Burns Harbor. I'm okay, sorry, this question. is this is weird. You see, I didn't punch any. I actually already added on mine. That's because you've been invited and I you're coming. Because don't know this why. Huh. <laughs> Yeah, there's no voters in that district for you. <laughs> I know. This is just, you know, what the heck. But, uh, but yeah, that's maybe the Mandalorian will show up. You never know. Be cool. Are people dressing up? I, I assume some people will. The kids will obviously be. Um, Can I trunk or treat? If I dressed up in a costume and people didn't know I was underneath a mask, I could probably go by and get some candy, couldn't well, I? Well, you're three foot five, so yes, they would definitely pass you as a kid. Uh, four foot five, thank you very much. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. These dispatchers don't know how to talk to people. You know, they... Uh, no respect. I know. It's terrible. I know. It's for my elders. I take it back. <laughs> well, anyways... Uh, no soup for you. Miss Jones, I apologize. I just wanted to bring that up. And uh, He never apologizes either. You must be special. Oh, I'm sure I am. Yeah. She looks like she could beat me up, Greg. <laughs> I am. She can. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and you know what? And I'm going to say this, too. One of the first times I met Annetta was uh, when we did that. That um, contest with the uh, oh, s- uh, blood, or the, sa- the the, the socks. socks. Yeah, one of the first things you probably don't know because no. you never go to the county building on no, no. the meeting. So I stay, I stay uh, one of the office. first things I did when I got in, I'm like, let's do something fun. So we initiated a contest uh, for the uh, having a Christmas stocking, decorating it, and then displaying them in the lobby. And then we had some people voting on it and. I don't know whose group won, but you know it was really kind of cool. They nice. recorded some cool thing, and yes. Are we doing that again this year? Because I could light up a stocking. You know what? <laughs> we, we might, yeah. We should. Yeah, if I'm around. We well, I'll be around, pumpkin. but you know. We could do a pumpkin carving, even. Oh my God, that's too soon. That's like what in two weeks? Greg, what do you got going on? I know, You're but free? it's a pumpkin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We could just paint a face on it. Then. That's what I do. That'd be cool. Carve your pumpkin as your favorite elected official. We'll all do oh Sims. We'll all do Sims. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but it's something to think about. Or do a turkey. But well, if we do a turkey, that would be too close to Christmas. 
What are you doing with the turkey? Well, just like a Thanksgiving thing. What do you do with it? You decorate I don't know. People decorate though. I'm not the. I'm not the. Making something up here? Yes, if absolutely. You put the challenge out. You know the people <laughs> in the office well, will come. It doesn't matter what the challenge is. The Purdue Extension is going to win. <laughs> That's right. They That's right. they have the, the the creativity juices just flow like crazy through that office. <laughs> it's insane. Did you, did you happen to visit our booth at the fair? We were the uh, no. midnight carnival. Our challenge was to decorate as a carnival booth or as a fair booth. And so everything was striped black and white in our Purdue colors. Mm. And then we had a spinning wheel and different games that you could play there. To and what were some prizes that I missed? So you could gotten a pen, a pencil. Um, <laughs> we had stickers for the kids because the adults don't <laughs> seem to want to answer our questions. So they make the kids <laughs> answer the question. <laughs> I don't know. The only sticker I like is "I voted." Did you or you know? I thought he was gonna say "I you." I swear I thought you're no. I voted. <laughs> My I, son went to IU, so I can I swing on you. both sides of the fence on that one. House divided so sign. No there you problem. go. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So, what is it that um, this this extension office, this Purdue extension office, does, and why do you guys have one and not IU or Ivy Tech? How does this? Why, what makes you guys awesome? That's a fantastic question, Adam. That's a good question. <laughs> so Purdue, is, Purdue is our land grant university, and as such, back a hundred years ago, um, they adopted some bills: the Morrill Act and the Smith Lever Act, and those funded colleges that were more than just philosophical English and um, th those types of um, general colleges. And this was really to provide education to the working uh, person. So areas of engineering, um, industrial technology, those are the things we call it now, as well as agriculture, were to be studied and um, that information and disseminated out into the um, counties and into the communities of the United States. So, and I don't know this, but is Purdue, which, which school is older, Purdue or IU? I, IU is actually older. Okay, but since they didn't qualify under those parameters, they didn't have this opportunity. Right, and okay. so then it's named Purdue in Indiana because Purdue, um, a man Purdue, and I don't know his first name, donated the land for the land-grant college to be housed on. Oh, so, it's a land-grant college. Is that the school in Lafayette? So that's what they call those colleges that were dedicated to agriculture, technology, and industrial. Oh, I under okay. Um, uh, hmm. Industrial types of jobs. So, so are you connected to Purdue Lafayette? Yes. Oh, okay. are, it is yeah. the same yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we actually are paid. So we have four staff in our office that are extension educators. And so we are paid and we connect with our West Lafayette campus. So because that's where the um, um, College of Agriculture is. That's where it, the parties are too. Yeah. I've been there. <laughs> but we already did that <laughs> some years ago. Uh, so I'm going to the extension office because that's where the parties I'm are. Saying, why not? A little champagne? No, why not? That's why we're so creative. Yeah. Because we, we have a little experience there. Ah. So what do you guys do? So like you're getting, are you actually doing studies and stuff like that or what? We utilize research from any land grant university as well as any other, like the CDC. Um, more acronyms, Andy. I think we've heard of that one. I don't know. Andy may, you know, it's Andy. Yeah. <laughs> so we have the, so we utilize research information in order to disseminate any 
type of really life skills education is what we are really trying to disseminate. So my background is health and human sciences, but if you went back about 20 years plus, you would have called me a home economist. But because they've changed the names at the university level, in the mm -hmm. high schools we have consumer and family science um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. teachers. Yeah. That's the same. So I do that kind of education out in the community. So teach people how to recipes, read recipes, uh, percentages, um, yeah. um, so cookies, we, baking, we reading do, ingredients, food sewing. Food food nutrition. Oh, sorry. So. <laughs> she's got like way high up the thing she's reading off and you're like sewing, cooking, reading and But you know what though? But you know what? These are all it's things important. that affect us every Absolutely. You're right. Day. You're right. And my teaching specialty Ironing. is money. And Laundry. So, yep, exactly. Laundry. I'm. And this is for men and women. I don't want to sound like a sexist. No, it's absolutely this is covering both. How to boil an egg. <laughs> well, men are doing all of those exact things. Exactly. Also. And yeah. proud of it. <laughs> yes, that's right. Are. Yeah, absolutely. So that's an area that I um, specialize in. But we have an educator that specializes in agriculture, and so she um, teaches the Purdue Master Gardener program. Uh, and she does a lot of fun things. So right now she's also working with digital agriculture and she has drones in the office and then goes out and she flies those drones and she can, uh, she has a heat sensing drone. She has drones yeah. that disseminate yeah. seeds. She has a variety of different drones. She does training on drones and she also, um, they have a training for people who want to pass the um, test for, uh, aeronautical tests that they have to for have For the drone license. flying, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Really? So to use it commercially, you yeah. can't well, That's pretty cool. Yeah. So do you work with the airports at all then or no? We do not um, work with the airport. You don't have to work with the airport in order to have a drone. You just got to stay away from it. the airport. <laughs> oh. Now what about Valpo High School? They've got a like an aviations class. Do, do, does the drones have anything to do with that at all? No, they don't have to have wow. anything to yeah, do with that. Yeah, you don't need, like, I have drones. You can yeah. fly drones. I own a photography company. I cannot, and without a license, I can't use any of that drone footage for anything that makes money. I can't put them on YouTube if my video sponsor type of thing. I really? get in trouble with the FAA. But just to do it personally, yeah, you can go out there and do that. Yeah. Wow. You got to stay away from the airports. <laughs> but okay. you have to know the rules of how high yes. they can go and how far they can go and where the air traffic is at and all of those kind of things so they again there's a special license you have to have and so purdue extension has a training that can help people that want to pass that test learn more faster and be able to pass is there a test. cost involved in this in that one yes there is and the test is very very hard like it's actually almost getting your license like pilot's license wow. to some extent uh -huh. like you huh. have to know the different airports and codes and so, so yeah, I looked into it and it's not huh. me. Yeah. But it's cool you said that because when you said digital farming or whatever you called it, di digital agriculture, <laughs> I'm picturing, oh goodness, we're going into the metaverse now and creating digital farms? Oh. <laughs> I thought that's where you were going with it because that's no, what they're talking what? about. Now, um, your tractors can run with a computer. You don't have to necessarily so be cool. in the anymore. And you don't have to d drive that. You may be in the seat, but you may not be driving the tractor all the time. Isn't that time. crazy? The so lines are straight. Robotic. Though. Yeah, they I guess. Very, very straight. Yeah. And it, it, it increases their production by doing it. They don't miss anything. They're not running. Oh, you that's know, true. You're working with the land. Yeah. So. 
So there's a lot to learn. And then another area that we have in our um, office is the 4-H and youth development program. So you're very familiar with the 4-H program. I think I've heard of that once there. in a while. <laughs> and then we, I've been to a fair once or twice. And so, um, you know, we have all different kinds of 4-H clubs throughout the county, if anybody's interested in those. And, and if somebody is interested, how do they go about getting involved? You can use this platform. So if anyone wants to get involved in the 4-H program, they can contact our office, which is 465... 219-219-465-3555. And um, we'll be glad to walk them through the process. But in order to enroll in 4-H, you would enroll in our online portal, which is for, called 4-H Online. There is a cost um, that you pay, and you can pay... A, in our office or you can pay it online and so folks at our office can walk you through that process and then you can sign up to either be in a club or if you are an independent member you can do all of that online okay does that cover north county like you hear 4-h down here in valpo and south county a lot i will go into high school i mean i i knew what 4-h was but it wasn't advertised to me personally yeah. we have just um a couple of clubs in north county okay so there's one over um there's one in Chesterton and Lake, they're called Lakeshore Drifters, I believe. And then there's another one that's associated, I think it's closer to Burns Harbor. Oh, that's, that's his backyard. backyard. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you said Burns Harbor. Out of all the places up north, you gotta say Burns Harbor. I could have said Ogden Dunes. And I wish I could remember the name. Beverly Shores. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. No, I didn't know that. And so what's the age group for 4-H for, for kids? Like, is it young to old? So um, you can start as early as kindergarten in our oh mini 4-H programs. So kindergarten, first grade, second grade are the mini 4-Hers. So they don't have as many um, things to do to check off to be able to bring their exhibit to the fair, but it's an experience that they can get a little bit more knowledge about how to participate in the program. Then when you turn it third grade, once you're in third grade, you are considered a regular 4-H'er and that goes third through uh, grade 12. Oh. And so we would love to have all of our 4-H'ers be 10-year 4-H'ers. That's sort of oh, okay. a status symbol among 4 Do they get a special badge? Uh, they, a little... they are eligible for awards, and um, they are eligible for scholarships, and they get to take trips. One that's very um, fun, and we had five participate this past year, was a trip to Washington, D.C. Oh, and cool. so our 4-H educator went with them and was a chaperone for the state of Indiana and our um, five different That's cool. Some schools or just, just areas around here take kids to Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. I wish more places did that. Yeah, they... I say that because he does it, too. <laughs> just got to get my Greg Jam yeah. in there, too. <laughs> no, that is really cool. So when you say 4-H, what is their goal? Because I, I guess what you mentioned a minute ago, they have to complete these projects to be able to present at the fair. Is that what these the, the goal is for 4-H, to well, be able to show your animal? Well, that's one of the goals. That That is really a, culmin a culminating experience. Okay. And you can choose to uh, exhibit at the fair, but you can complete the year without exhibiting. You can complete it by demonstrating through your record sheet that you turn in that you have done um, the activities that um, allow you to um, finish the project. But honestly, the goal is, again, to teach life skills. Really, our office is about life skills. 
and so sewing, ironing, <laughs> cooking, changing a tire, ingredients, a changing a tire. You know Child how important that is. Oh my tray. gosh! All of those. Do we get to walk around with a fake little doll and it cries and we got to wake up at two o'clock in the morning and? No, it's always our wife's involved. I'm in. <laughs> no, but you can create your own babysitting kit if you want to. Is there a babysitting kit? A kit for babysitting. So oh. when you show up at the door, the kids are excited to see you because oh. they know that in your kit oh. you have some activities, sort of like oh, Mary Poppins. That's cool. Don't like you just put a video on Mary and say Poppins. go like see you later. <laughs> Don't so an umbrella stop. must be in there. And don't say they it to Greg. Him. He's going to give you a stop the bleed kit to add to this kit. <laughs> That's you never know. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, when a kid gets out of control and they yeah, get stabbed with some scissors. If That's he cuts his arm off, you can stop the bleed. <laughs> or you can tie him up if he's being really bad. <laughs> that was Andy Bozek right there. Uh, <laughs> I was not a good kid. I was the tied up kid for plenty of time. I find it so hard to believe that you would have been one of those kids. No, I don't know. To, actually, to tell a real quick funny story, I was the oldest of five. Do we have a choice? Yeah, no. Mom and Dad finally decided, I think it's 12, 13, I'm going to leave them home for a few hours and they're going to go out and they did something and Andy's going to watch the younger kids. They came home and all the younger kids are grounded. My brother Georgie's in his room. My sister Veronica's in her room. The other two little kids are standing in the corner. They're like, Oh they wouldn't listen to me, Dad. Like, I got this under control now. Yeah, horrible babysitter. Wow. Like you had everything under control. Yeah. No, I'm sure the complaints came in. They did. And they were thick. So I'm sorry to get off something. No, that's okay. That's all right. No. Um, there's a variety of things that you can learn in 4-H, and it's kind of a family affair. One reason we don't have as many um, clubs in the northern part of the county is because a lot of people in the rural part of the county have really maintained that tradition of, of family members maintaining and staying in 4-H and so they look forward to them being in 4-H and participating and, and mm -hmm. you know, experiencing It's kind of like a quote-unquote sport, like for the family, yeah. that's kind of, because I, I, I have some right. friends that, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. they're very excited about the kids. I was excited about their kids being in it, exactly. but I didn't fully understand it, so thank right. you for kind of going over the basics yeah. or the overview of what the program is. Well, anybody does. can participate at any level. You can join and jump in at any place. So um, I went and judged another county's exhibits, and there was a young man that brought his foods, and he was a sophomore. He was very excited. It was his first time in 4-H, and so he just he brought in his bread to taste and, and to be exhibited and it was very exciting he was it was how was the bread though fun. let's it get to it good. it was good okay it would suck if it was horrible you had to pretend nice like it was job. good he did a very nice job with his bread he did he, that's awesome to see yeah. so you know there's a lot to learn in the program there and you can do you guys run all the 4-h Groups for Porter County is that how it's uh, all through this extension well, office? It's kind of a hierarchy in that we administer the program and but we really rely heavily on volunteers. So we okay. have club leaders, we have club superintendents, we have project leaders. All of them work together to provide experiences for kids to actually learn the information that they need. So, for example, we have a shooting sports program where they can learn about how I didn't to, know that. yeah, how to hunt, how to take care of their um, guns, and different, um, you know, whatever it takes to um, have a gun, the rules, mm -hmm. the laws, and and to actually 
you know, shoot something. How about a slingshot? Do you guys practice that? <laughs> That'd be pretty darn a cool skill. That would be a shooting sports area, and I don't think that one's in it, but archery is often oh. a part of I don't um, think I want my kids sports. knowing how to wear, use a slingshot. Like, I can see oh, that I grew up against me. Oh. <laughs> they may already know. Yeah. Slingshots are that's awesome. That's kids are. <laughs> They're awesome. We had fetless back in the day, so we could get that and throwing yeah, knives and different exactly things. Right. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. So what what are you guys um, let me ask it this way are you guys actually creating training programs and going to the schools are you coordinating all these training programs that are already out there like you said with 4H or what what do well, you guys do Actually we don't um, coordinate those kinds of programs because we don't always know what pro what projects the kids are are enrolling in so we collect that information we disseminate that back out to the club leaders and then the club leaders keep the let the youth know what they need to do in order to um, complete and learn in the project okay. for example mm. we have one club leader um, in um, right here in Valparaiso uh, Leela Hewlett and she was a past home economics teacher and she has over a hundred kids in her club oh my and, goodness and our photography is excellent in Porter County because of her um, background and knowledge and in helping the kids and she has she'll have my daughter was in photography and so she would go to these workshops and that you could bring your pet and she would show you how to take pictures of your pet oh, so that you would get a good you might get into that um, well I got I already got another photo shoot coming up with dogs it? and I bet she also <laughs> taught a lot of people how to bake cookies and sew pants and iron well, and you know, and read a recipe you know, every time you sit down to eat a cookie, you enjoy that cookie. But when you not if Adam Andy makes it. <laughs> if you compare several different cookies to each other, you begin to see how the differences are and how cooking skills are affecting the different cookies. Mm -hmm. So somebody may have it too brown. Somebody's maybe too dry. Someone's may not have the right flavor. Not enough chocolate chips. Exactly. Craig has too much THC so, in it. I don't know. No. <laughs> so even with that, you know, there's a lot of skills that can be learned mm -hmm. with um, cooking. There but our four, we rely on our 4-H leaders and our project superintendents to actually do the uh, teaching of most of our projects. And is that through 4-H, like cooking and sewing when he talks about that? Mm -hmm. So all these things are under 4-H. Uh, they okay. We have 85 different projects in Holy cow! So there really is something for everybody. Well, we think there is. So oh. um, I'm sure that you know we don't have football. We don't have. Oh, now forget about it. Breaks <laughs> out. But, but we do have a lot of other types of projects that are really vital and very useful in life. You, so, so like, say I didn't want to join 4-H, and you said that originally. I think that, or uh, it was more towards adults, right? Adult education or adult? Yeah, so I do, a lot, I do more adult education. Our ag educator does more adult education, but then for the youth, we have our 4-H program. Okay. So let me just tell you why we have both sides of that coin of youth and adult. So back when, uh, whenever, um, Back when I was a kid. <laughs> it was a little further back than that, but back in whenever Purdue was first established and land-grant universities were first disseminating this new knowledge about that they had learned from studying agriculture, they would send it out into the communities 
And the farmers would say, I'm not going to do that. They don't. What do they know? They don't know anything about what I'm doing. I've been doing, doing. This 50 years. That's Screw a, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Wow. And so they couldn't get the farmers to change and adopt these new, better practices. And so they just, this is where our corn clubs came in. They've been studying corn. So they created corn clubs with the youth in the community and taught them better practices. Oh, that's they went smart. And told Grandpa, let me tell you what I learned. And so then they started watching their kids do better at it. And so they adopted the practices. Oh. So then now that we are teaching the youth, and now the adults are like, hey, wait a minute. And then the Industrial Revolution came. And so all of these machines came into their lives. And so they needed somebody to help them learn how to use them. And so the men were learning to use the equipment for farming, while women were learning to use the equipment for the kitchen and the washing machines and things that were new hmm. to them. And so now we needed adult education as well as youth education. <laughs> And where does Orville Redenbacher come into all this? So he studied corn down at See? Purdue University. Did you know that there was yeah. a connection there? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> so he studied corn, and he was very um, interested in um, developing the best popcorn there was to develop. And so he did a lot of his research, not at Purdue necessarily, <laughs> but here locally. Um, in our community and so then um, he had to then begin to market this popcorn and try to get people to buy it. Was popcorn not a it. thing there? Like did he create his own kernel? Is that how that Like a gourmet kind of style it, popcorn, it, wasn't it? It was a gourmet but it also had less of the um, kernel in it and okay. it was a softer um, popcorn than what was being popped other places. Oh, and it also popped, more of the kernels popped so that whenever you cooked it, you Less got waste. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No way. How interesting. And you see what's even cool about that. See, we had the popcorn fest here a little while ago, and it was downtown, not far from our studio, WVLP, which is on 103.1 FM. See how I kind of slide that in? And the other thing, too, is the Independent Order of Odd Fellows. We couldn't be on without them, so we thank them for their support. And uh, But anyways, yeah, so we're talking about popcorn. And uh, you should have brought some samples. And, I you know, we, know we could we have eaten. I going to go completely in that direction, <laughs> but we can talk all things agriculture so and popcorn. See, and that's why Andy likes having liquor suppliers come on, because then they bring samples for him, and he, he seems to appreciate that. My son just texted me. He spilled gas all over him. He's going to take a shower. <laughs> Sorry, that's why I look weird. I <laughs> wasn't paying attention to what you were talking about. Don't let him pass the gas stove. <laughs> I'm not even asking what He would have learned that in 4-H. The things you do and don't do near a stove. So, or a flame. So if, say, I don't know how to change a tire, so cook, and I want to learn Andy that. is saying, I don't know how to change a tire. That's what, that's what he's know. saying out of this. Even though he's got a black S Suburban with pink striping on it, very masculine, very masculine. Well, Andy, we don't necessarily <laughs> deal with tire changing at 4-H. You can YouTube that, but if you want to learn how to uh, crochet a hat, mm -hmm. we might That would be, be appropriate for you and your nice black car with the pink stripes on it. <laughs> right. um, and I could crochet, crochet one for my friend here that needs right. some additional yes. uh, insulation on the head. Yeah, see how I said that. Very I don't know kindly, who you're talking to. <laughs> who just walked in the room? Of course, we all need that in the wintertime, yes. right? But, but, I mean, we do um, foods, we do cake decorating, we do um, models, 
Um, so it's so got to be through 4-H. That's what I'm trying to understand. You guys, as an extension office, are exclusively a 4-H. For our youth, yes and no. We do have um, another component, which is our special activities. So we do have a lot of STEM types of um, programming as well. We have a program assistant that um, was with us for two years, and he developed our STEM take, it home, take home kits. And so that he's graduated cool. and mm -hmm. moved on. So now we have a new program assistant that is just getting started revitalizing that. That was very popular during COVID. And then we've had a year without anybody in that position. And now then we have somebody that's revitalizing that. We also have the little mini drones and help teach kids little mini drones. And with the STEM, they have these little, I don't know, uh, robots, buzz bots or something mm -hmm. that, um, you can create a pattern with different colored markers and then it will oh, it follows follow. it. Yeah. Oh, it's like it elect the, the markers are electrically conductive, right? Yes. And it follows. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen those. So now so do they have, why didn't you bring these today? These would be great to play with on the show. <laughs> See now is, is, is that now it is 4-H part of the notion that birds aren't real, that all the birds out there are actually drones and that the government is, is, is looking no, and spying on everybody? No, no, oh. that's not. What is that? What are you talking about? <laughs> You're not familiar with the birds aren't real? Uh? Oh, I haven't heard that one. Oh, no. it's hysterical. Oh. There was a young kid years, actually he's, he's out of college now, but uh, as a joke one time, he just made a comment that birds aren't real. And, and he kind of played it along and actually this thing kind of took off. So now if you see a lot of these um, on Saturday mornings, they have um, football, you know, uh -huh. where the guys will go to some big stadium and there's a whole bunch of crowd in the back. I guarantee you will see somebody in the background with a sign, birds aren't real. Really? It's, it, and he's, he was on a 60 minute bit about oh, no, it. I didn't know that. And he totally, you know, he goes, yes, it's a joke. It's, it's not real, but he's just amazed at the momentum that this thing has. That made a lot more birds. sense because I didn't know what you were talking yeah. about. I'm like, Greg, you don't believe birds are real? <laughs> I don't know if I can do a show with you anymore. No, come on now. Yes. Now, mosquitoes, on the other hand, different story. I wish they weren't real. Greg, I'm you, <laughs> is the earth round or flat? Don't answer it. Don't answer it. <laughs> Everybody knows it's flat. <laughs> but anyway. Sorry. So these kits, do they, do they cost anything? Or once a kid signs up with this program, is it free? It's um, it's free, and once what we were doing was we would just sign them out to a family. They would oh, it's like a library up. card, right? Oh, and so they, okay. And it had instructions with it, and then mm -hmm. you took it and did the activity, and then brought it back. Oh, okay. They couldn't them keep them. No, you didn't keep them. You oh. brought them back. You were, they How were do just you sign your kid? Like, say, I want to do that with my kids. How do I find out what's available or what's what's out so there? So again, you would call our extension office through the county building. That doesn't seem like the most effective way to communicate that information. <laughs> but you can also, you can, um, you, we do have a Facebook page, but um, 4-H has an, also a blog. Um, for Porter County, 4-H has a blog so that you can look up that information there. But you don't have a place on your website, and maybe this is something we need to discuss, that you can see these different kits. So I can say, hey, I, I would like to rent this one or use this one, because otherwise I'm on the phone with you asking you, what kind of kits do you have, you know? And then you're going back and forth, what's in stock? And, well, you know. well, here's another question, actually. Are you, if, if someone said porterco.org, is the Purdue Extension we, on our website? We are listed on the website. Now, okay. if you go to our, if you would Google Purdue Extension Porter County, our webpage will come up. Okay. But I have to tell you that our webpage right now is 
is really run by the university and our Department of Ag, and we don't have as much county information, so we really disseminate more information through our Facebook page. Okay. So the Purdue Extension Facebook page, we do a lot of marketing through that. Or they can just come in your office. Or call. Stop by. Right? Yeah, yeah. Or call. What was that phone number again? 219-465-3555. And the other thing, if you didn't write down that number, just call the Porter County uh, White Building, the administration. Yeah. And ask for them. They'll just transfer. Or you can even send us an email at pcbuzz103 at yahoo.com, and we could, we'll gladly move your information forward mm -hmm. yeah see mm -hmm. we're all about information sharing and sharing how to sew up a hole in a pants and put a button on a shirt and read directions on a ingredients and if <laughs> now wait there's more list of little programs <laughs> that we're doing so this month in october if you want to do some crafting with extension homemakers which is a group here in the community of women that have been members of our extension homemakers group and they also assist with the open class at the fair but they're and when do they meet and well, they meet in their home, similar to 4-H clubs. So there are three. We have three uh, local groups, and um, so we have all their information at the office if anyone is interested. Generally, it's women. Um, it can be of any age, but um, typically they're usually a little bit older, 40-ish and up. But oh, the, the women, you mean, not the, the people women. attending. 40? Because yeah. Andy's like, now? Yeah. like, I'm just turning 40 here. Come on. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure what the age of the audience no, was. I, don't know, <laughs> I know I'm just 45. Oh, my gosh. I'm <laughs> glad I wore my boots today. That's I thought good. she was younger. I didn't know she was. <laughs> yeah. So at 10 o'clock on, on October the 13th, we're going to do a macrame angel. And on at 11 o'clock that day, we're going to do uh, holiday card making. And then just a couple of um, educational programs. My cohort um, educator in Marshall County is going to come over and teach two programs for us on October the 20th. One is about meat alternatives. How do they really stack up? So impossible meat or those plants. Are there going to be meat. samples there? Uh, there may be. There may be. I wouldn't. What are you getting with that face? You've never horrible. had an impossible burger. They're I not bad. Meat, man. You're not taking away my meat. I guarantee that if somebody put an impossible Whopper in front of you and you didn't know it, you would eat it and say, uh, "It's okay." Oh, yeah. The Whopper's horrible. Oh my gosh. Another no, it's a great program. I'm just making personal opinion. There goes our Burger King sponsor. Well, everybody has opinion of whether or not it's even healthy or not healthy. Uh, and so this is another aspect that you might learn from Yeah, program. some are right and some are Andy's. We know how that works. I assume they would be healthy, but there's a, a discussion well, about that. And, so. the, and whether it's sustainable, that's another discussion. Is it as sustainable? as what uh, regular meat is because okay. it's plant-based. A lot of people think that because it's plant-based then that you can raise these um, foods to create that meat, that that's more sustainable. But there's a, a huge process that goes into creating that. And is that hmm. creating more carbon oh, and yeah, right. waste products picture. as what um, animal agriculture mm -hmm. is. So we're going to compare wow. contrasts. Now, now what about um, spoilage? Like, uh, d does a plant-based hamburger last longer in your refrigerator, you know, than a meat-based? 
I don't no, know, Greg. Greg. You'll have to show up to the event and ask. Wow. No, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm sorry. No, it was just a cliffhanger. I thought it was a good way to get people out. Actually, no, because um, your plants, once you cut into a plant, you need to refrigerate it. And a lot of people don't think about that. We think that because we find plants outside and we harvest them outside, when we bring them in, if we cut them, then they can sit there. But if once you cook or cut that produce, then it becomes susceptible for foodborne illness and you really need to refrigerate it hmm. and it will begin the bacteria will begin to grow on it just as quickly as what it does with meat now okay it may not be meat question. tends to be more contaminated potentially more contaminated with e coli or something like that if it hadn't been taken care of before it comes home with you so that may cause it to spoil a little faster or be mm. less healthy than what a vegetable would be but, huh. but once you begin to manipulate and cut the skin of your produce then you have to care for it as if it was um, a refrigerated food mm -hmm. hmm. and does eating this vegetable based meat now make you produce more methane <laughs> Which means we're producing. You can experiment with that one. <laughs> I don't know if that's part of the discussion. I don't know. <laughs> but we have another interesting one, and that is about milk alternatives. So plant-based milks mm -hmm. and versus huh. um, your dairy. What about milks. like almond? Is that considered plant-based? That's a plant-based. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Does uh, soy considered plant-based? Yes, obviously. No. Oats. Uh, oat milk is also plant-based. Um, as well as coconut milk is plant-based. I know so. my son was very sensitive as a young boy, and we had to we couldn't have him on regular milk, or we'd lock him up. Yeah. So we had to go with the silk and everything like mm. that, which is very a lot more expensive, by the way. Yeah. I mention that. Yeah. Well, it has been. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and almond milk is more expensive, also, but but there's a wide variety. But nutritionally, those are equivalent to your dairy products because they've been enhanced with. Um, Vitamin. vitamin D and calcium. As okay. Well, so. Oh, that's pretty interesting. And that's your, you said you're not putting that on. So are you going to do a presentation for this lady that's coming here? So we kind of trade off. My yeah. teaching specialty is money management. So I do a lot of programs. For example, we um, do Captain Cash um, around Porter County. Um, every year I go at least to Portage to um, a classroom up there at Jones School, and we talk about money management with third it's graders. And it, it super is, important. yeah, it sure is. And so we talk about four different aspects of it earning money, saving money, uh, spending money, and borrowing mm -hmm. money. And um, so it's a really fun Especially with going digital, it seems like it's so much easier to spend money on a card. Then if you have physical, like I'm more tight. If somebody says, hey, can I give you 20 bucks? He does yeah. squeak when he walks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of psychology behind mm -hmm. that. They have studied that. And you oh. physically feel more pain when you yes. give your I didn't know cash dollar away. Versus, so all retailers want you to use your phone and swipe or your card because mm -hmm. you don't feel the pain and you don't have the uh, knowledge that you have actually spent that money. Yeah. So that's why using cash, if you're really in a financial pinch and you're trying to save money, going back to using cash, you will spend less than if you have a card or 
have it on your phone. What can you do to get that? You said one school, one elementary in Portage, mm -hmm. which obviously has lots of elementaries. What can you do to get that program in more schools or Doolin schools? Well, we sent it out to a lot of people, but I was concerned that after our pandemic that they may not be letting people in as much. So mm -hmm. we'll be starting our campaign back oh, to I love that introduce it to the um, kids. I've gone to the Boys and Girls Clubs and the... Um, the why I've done it with a few different groups outside mm -hmm. of that also. So. Yeah, no, that's great, and I think we me and Greg to, could probably use it because we're on the county council. We control some money. <laughs> well, we try to make it fun and interactive with the kids, and so um, we go in as a captain. We wear a captain's hat. We have a little <laughs> cruise um, map that we sail oh, okay. to the island of Bern. The next time we go in, we go in four different times. We go to the island of Bern, and at the island of Bern, we um, put six different pictures of uh, careers up on the wall, and then we give them the um, education level that they have to attain to get it, and then we have them do like a little prices right match, match it to the right one. So does the dentist have to have a college education or a high school education? I, hope so. I sure hope so. Yeah, that'd be nice. But well, yeah. At the, in third grade, they're not really sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then we turn it around and we have them match a, their monthly income to those different average monthly wow. income. And so it's a real eye-opener. And so that's our our island to burn. And so then we have a message in the bottle. And the message is the more you learn, the more, the more you, you earn. earn. Mm -hmm. So. And it's not that you have to go to college to get that education, right. but to learn the most that you can about anything that you're really interested in. You know, mm -hmm. of course, Absolutely. a lot of them want to be YouTube videos. Oh stars. my God! <laughs> it used to be astronauts and yeah. uh, NBA players. Now it's YouTubers, <laughs> yeah. influencers. Yeah, influencers. yeah. 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 I can open right. packages on on Facebook or YouTube. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, we try to make it very interactive. Uh, other kinds of programs that I do, we have another one for adults that is, um, where does your money go? And um, I know where my money goes. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> to his wife, who is in Las Vegas, I saw yesterday, tanning by the pool. I, uh, like, I think oh. she's back today. Oh, okay, she's yeah. back now. She might got that. Well, Lucky dog. And then we, um, right now I'm working on a, a series of um, emails that will help you curb your urge to splurge for the holidays. So My urge to you, splurge, that I, sounds like a, a good thing. Let me give you help the economy. five of my wife's email addresses if you can sign her up. <laughs> okay. She never listens as far as the show. She'll never know. You can just write those down and give it to me and I'll sign her up automatically. No problem. So, so just so you know, uh, it's been a great show. I mean, we still got about 15 minutes left. So if there's things that you want to make sure you cover, I just want to give you a heads up that it goes quick. I don't know about for you, but it's just, for the, Greg talks a lot. Well, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I made that up. Well, I really covered a lot of the things that I wanted to cover, but I just want people to remember that we are a source of um, reliable and um, information about life skills, a variety of life skills. Um, of course, our background is horticulture and agriculture for um, Nikki Wachowski is our A&R educator and then Joan Grad is our 4-H and youth educator. Well, well, let's go to Nikki really quick. So, uh -huh. with, so if somebody has a problem with a tree, let's say, could they call you up and Nikki comes out and will give some advice? 
actually we have a master gardener oh, that is working okay. on um, his master gardener hours and so usually he will come out to your house and mm -hmm. he can assist you with garden pest um, you know you got a tree that looks like it's dying or something we got the sweetest email this year because a woman um, emailed me and she's like I can't tell you how thankful I am that John came out to the house he saved our magnolia tree oh, awesome. it was oh, wow. an anniversary tree that we've taken our family pictures in front of and, wow. and she was so grateful that he had helped save this so tree. what had happened with this tree do you know that so it had gotten I don't remember the ins and outs it had gotten a fungus or a pest or something mm -hmm. common to that tree and so yeah. he was able to tell them what to do in order to get um, rid of get it and and help it healthy. That's cool. Well, if they lose yeah. that tree, my dad makes uh, frames out of old tree things, uh -huh. so then they can make it frame for the There you family. go. There you go. That's pretty <laughs> awesome to see, though. Yeah. So, you know, he has diagnosed, he, he also keeps kind of track of all the different <clears> things <throat> that he's asked during the year, so that if he like it has a sea emerald ash borer, he can turn that into the Department of Natural Resources. Oh, okay. He sees, um, you know, gypsy moth or something like that, some of these invasive things, then he can report that. Nikki is also on the lookout, but she generally is working with the farming and the agriculture and the digital agriculture right now. So hmm. um, John does a lot of our house calls. Do you guys work with the towns? And this came up when I was on the Burns Harbor Town Council. We were going through our list of suggested trees in the town. Mm -hmm. And um, Bill Arney, who has some arborist experience or know something about it he went through that list and kind of mm -hmm. got rid of some trees that are probably not good for right. this area mm -hmm. so are you guys working with the different towns and cities because I, I know a lot of those people like a small town like that really if we wouldn't have had bill we wouldn't have known any of that we would have just said oh it's a good list it's from somewhere yeah um we aren't necessarily working we're glad to do it um just because if they don't have a need for us, we aren't there circulating around with them um, naturally all the time. So we're certainly glad. We hope that you'll remember that we do have that knowledge and are available to the community to for any of those kinds of things. I mean, do you guys work with like, uh, like and this is a stupid question, but like a Menards or a Home Depot, like why are you guys selling this tree? We don't need this in our, our area. It's got, it's, it attracts well, and actually, basis. Funny that you said that. Oh, is there something there? <laughs> well, actually, there have been different things that have come into our communities and we didn't realize at the time that they were invasive species and so they were sold for example the burning bush we have a burning bush in our front yard I do too those are invasive and those are now invasive species and so we didn't have I didn't know we, that. They, did you buy them from the burning man <laughs> Just thought I'd ask. He lives in Illinois. Only, only a piece at the, um, at the Menards or so at the plant department. Okay. Yeah. So there are different things. I have a plant that's in my flower garden right now that we planted by the flower, by the uh, mailbox, and now this root has gone all the way back to the house, and I just can't get rid of it. It is very invasive, but I bought it at the, you know, the the florist in well not the florist but the home good or one of the yeah. box stores and in their flower department and i didn't know i just i bought it and i wish i had never done that but 
but at the time they didn't realize how invasive those different things were. Of course, there are other ways, just by birds flying over and dropping with the seeds. Yes, oh. um, things can come into our environment as well. So there's a lot of different things that you don't think about whenever you're thinking mm -hmm. about gardening. Yeah, yeah. That uh, you know, you, we can you can get your answers quickly and easily from John. Okay. But that is really interesting, though. It, it, I mean, it's a great point of if some of these areas are selling things that we really shouldn't have around, nobody's see. I mean, so what do you do about it? You know, maybe well, the, department, the DNR mm -hmm. does regulate those things and they do oh, inspect those things. So, so DNR does go to Menards or Home Depots or these other now, places? Now, it's not the DNR that you necessarily see at the dunes and at our lakeshore, but... They um, give me a fine for fishing have, without a license? They have other DNR <laughs> people that come around and do it because oh, okay. they are quote-unquote nursery specialists. Oh. So they're the ones that are working with that. Huh. We learned some weird stuff on the show, but it's super interesting. Like, I would have never known any of that. He says that every show. I'm sure he does. He does. Oh, I know. And that's why he does this show, because it makes him so much smarter. For your education. I'm not even You know, this. the more you learn, the more, more you, you earn. earn. That's right. <laughs> Greg's a teacher and he knows a lot. I'll look up his salary real quick. Oh my God. It's not nearly yeah. as high you as make more than I do. He's right. a teacher. You're 100% right there. You're right. Absolutely. And I said it as a joke, but you are right. Uh -huh. You need to be paid more. You're, I mean, but you, though, you interact well with your kids. You're a good guy. I mean, I'm not going to say it. Well, it depends on what you. kids you're talking about, but yeah. <laughs> it changes, more changes daily. <laughs> But anyways, you're listening to WVLP 103.1 FM, Porter County, PC Buzz. And I'm one of your hosts, Greg Sims, the other host, Annie Bozick. And then we have uh, Annetta Jones from the Purdue Extension, number one county, uh, Porter <laughs> County in the state. Uh, extraordinaire. We always have to throw extraordinaire in there. And uh, our show today is sponsored by the Independent Order of Odd Fellows, Chequick Lodge number 56. And by the way, um, I, I, I found out the other day because I took, oh boy, possession of about 20 boxes of uh, those flyers that the um, the little, um, yeah, the plastic flyers, the ring flyers that you always tout. Oh, the Frisbees? The Frisbees yeah. um, that are going to be handed out at the uh, got more? Valpo um, the, the Friday night. I think it's October, is it 14th? Yes. October 14th. Trick or treat in downtown. The trick or treat in downtown Valpo. So, yeah, come by on the 14th in front of the uh, chamber building, and the Independent Order of Oddfellows be handing out multiple colored uh, frisbees. So, anyways, yeah, just thought I'd mention that, and That's yeah. That's a good Halloween treat. No cavities after that. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of other places to get cavities downtown. That's exactly right. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But uh, what else, Annetta? Um, what, what about you? What, what, who is Annetta Jones? Yeah, do you live in Porter County? I do live nice. in Porter County. I live in Jackson Township. Oh. So she's yeah. a different Well, I, I won't hold that she's, against hey, you. She's North County. Yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> okay. I've lived there 17 years. She doesn't live in Carriage Hills, does she? That could be a... No. Okay, thank goodness for that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. So you get to see his, uh, his light display every year he I puts up i have not been up to the oh. light display so true confession okay. that's okay thousands of other people haven't either <laughs> <laughs> 
Christmas. No, until you do a Halloween display. No, I don't have any room for any more displays. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to relook at your address. Well, I need to find someone that has one of those 10 foot or 15 foot tall skeletons. Have you seen them? There's one downtown oh. by your sign. There's actually three of them. That would be awesome. I want that. I want to borrow it, and I'm gonna get in a Santa hat for it. You, they were sold out everywhere, so you can't even buy oh. them right now. Oh, that's too bad. But, oh, so if you know, I know, I know someone's got an eight-foot scarecrow, but not a not an eight-foot uh, skeleton. No, but we um, our road was being chip and sealed, and so we took a different route. And oh my gosh, over there by the art barn, there are a couple of houses that have. They are so festive and so decorated. You mean for Halloween? Yes, for mm-hmm. Halloween, it is. I mean, it is a huge display. Yeah. Know. I would never have gone down that road and seen it, but it is very impressive. So thank goodness for the uh, county chipping and sealing some roads. That's you actually appreciate that, that, see? Yes. I do too. <laughs> you know, it is very good for us mentally and emotionally to get out of our habits. Yeah. And so this made me get out of our habits. Wow. And so I did appreciate that because you always see something new and experience something new. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, see, there's a, and and maybe that's the thing. Maybe more people need to decorate for Halloween or can or have a, I don't know, like you do the light thing and maybe uh, encourage don't people do to don't do it. Start. Once you start, you gotta get Just going. Saying. It, it is a fever. It yeah. is a fever that you get. Yeah, but yeah. I love doing all of yes. those kind of things. I love. Being creative. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. Well, I if you want to help me, I'm right now trying to work on some new arches over the driveway. I could use oh, some creativity. Okay. Oh, stuff. I love that kind of thing. <laughs> now, do you decorate your house? Uh, is there a certain holiday that oh you gosh. go crazy Christmas, for? That's oh your thing, Lord. huh? I put a Christmas tree up in every single room. Oh, oh wow. And they're all decorated <laughs> to a theme. So, wow. and then for my daughter, because I. I introduced her to Harry Potter back in the day. Harry Potter? Who's that? (laughs) Never heard of this guy. So Hallmark has uh, Harry Potter themed ornaments and toppers and ornaments that talk to each other. And I'm like, I bought all of that for her. She has a Harry Potter tree. How how old is your daughter? She's uh, 30. Oh, that's awesome. So, so whether she likes it or not, she gets a Harry Potter tree. That's exactly right. I, I think so she likes it. Back in 2017, so she was in her 20s, she um, said, Mom, I want to go to uh, Orlando and see. Oh, to, um, the Harry Potter thing? Yeah, to the, to the mm-hmm. exhibit. And I'm like, oh, I want to go too. Okay. <laughs> so she and I did a girl's vacation. We went down there. And it was funny, you said you could buy these wands. Yeah. And if you wave them in the right direction, then something in front of you will happen, right? And so we're standing in front of this like a barn, <laughs> and she's waving her wand, and this young man comes up and he goes, I couldn't get that to work either. And they're having this conversation, and I'm standing back watching this two grown adult people <laughs> having a conversation over waving their wand, and I thought it was adorable. But, you and know. now they're married and they're happily ever after. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no that didn't happen. She's waving the wand and it's working. Oh. <laughs> I already waved my wand and have a grandchild now. She's adorable. Oh. That's awesome. That is awesome. Wow, that is cool. Um, Do you want to mention your granddaughter's name because she listens to the show? We got two minutes. If you want no, to she's only uh, oh. seven months. Oh, so yeah. She's just learning to stand up. So <laughs> <laughs> she won't hear me. Oh, that's awesome. Not not this time. No, yeah. Yeah, but she can listen to it later. We'll and we got it on Facebook, Facebook so, mm-hmm. you know, she can always uh, 
catch it later on. Absolutely. So we got 90 seconds left, guys. Oh, my gosh. Well, this is WVLP 103.1 FM, and this has been Porter County Buzz. Uh, and again, if you have any questions for Annetta Jones and you don't want to call the 219-465-3555 number, you can always send us an email at pcbuzz103 at yahoo.com. That's what I got. Boom. <laughs> and then don't forget that we have two programs coming up on October 20th at 10 a.m. It's the Meat Alternatives program, and at 11 a.m. it's Milk Alternatives. So you'll learn all about that. That sounds good. Well, thank you very much for joining us and spending time with us today. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you. I hope we didn't bore you. If you did, blame Andy. Maybe you'll invite me back. Yeah, no problem. Sounds good. Not to hear any more about meat alternatives. Have a great night. Take care, everybody. Good night.